Hey guys, welcome to the Babylon Pastors Podcast, sponsored by ODG Apparel. I am one of your hosts, Michael. And I'm Rob. Glad you're here to listen in while we talk about church, theology, and everything in between. Hey guys, welcome to the Babylon Pastor Podcast with uh, your hosts, Magic Mike and Robust Roberto. Um, Wrong podcast? You froze for a second, bro. Oh, did I? Yeah. I don't know what happened there. Bad deal. Yeah. Have to... Hey, guys, uh, buy me a new camera on Patreon. No, I Boom! <laughs> We're just going to go with it. If the video, the audio is fine. That's what matters. The video, well, whatever. Yeah. We'll we need out. to each get red cameras. The oh, name 4K. brand red. And, and like yeah. 8K. I think we should go for 8K. Well, I mean, who wouldn't no, want to see like... this in 8K? Yeah, right. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> All this manliness floating yes, around. All this magical, magnetic manness that I have going on. Yeah. Nice. Hey, guys. In case you're wondering what podcast you're listening to, it's the Babylon Pastor Podcast. And today, we're going to be talking about Bible mm-hmm. reading, even though it does just does not seem like that from the get-go. So yeah. uh, this is a series that we're calling Grow In. The last one was Grow In Prayer Life. This one is Grow In Bible Reading. Uh, I forgot to bring my I said Jesus uh, Bible journal, Rob, to, to write in all about how the Bible's yeah. about me. We have to grab that. Yeah, that was a, a hilarious <laughs> video, by the way. That was awesome. So let, let's uh, intro. <laughs> good commercial. Good commercial. Let's intro it with this. So there is legitimately an ad, and I this this will play into the Bible reading thing that we're going to talk about. There's this ad on Facebook that I've seen because it's. Well, we're recording this during December folks. Okay. So they're trying to sell you stuff and I forget what company it's even from. And so basically it's an overpriced journal is all it is. You can go to Walmart and get a literal, you know, just a, a single ruled binder or single ruled notepad and do the exact same thing as what they're trying to sell you for 40 bucks. But anyway, <laughs> so <laughs> the, the, uh, the notepad at the end, at the bottom of the notepad on every page has got scripture verses, but they interject your name into them. So, uh, I'll link that little, uh, parody thing that I made of it, but it's just a stupid joke because why there's no point like all these, all of these, these, um, these videos they have on their site about it's all these women they are like, it's so great. It makes the word so personal to me. <laughs> anyway, I'm sorry. I have some obvious aversions to that sort of thing. <laughs> I'm allergic. Did you to- see, did you see that you guys got to watch this on YouTube because I just did my, I want to kill you right now face. Yeah, there you go. That's what it is. That's the right. Yeah. It's almost yeah. a smolder almost from tangled. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> right. So the idea is though, is. It's I have reading. boys. I don't. I don't watch Tangled. Oh my goodness! Not only have I watched Tangled, I've also watched the Netflix or not the Netflix, the Disney Plus Tangled series. Like I know all about Rapunzel. Okay. I'm, yeah. Well, I know it. I also watched. There was a Barbie movie that I can't remember that was literally on repeat for the first four years of my daughter's life. Yeah. Oh, my boys watched the Barbie movie. Yeah. I'm. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> so anyway. Um, this journal that they have, it inserts your name at the bottom and it makes the scriptures more personal to you. And do you know, I think here's the thing to, to kind of segue that into our topic for today. I think the reason things like that are so popular is because people do want to have this connection with the word, like to feel as if, you know, this is God's word to me personally. 
And I think that's where the selling point of that sort of stuff is because it's this idea that, you know, God is speaking to me personally through the scripture and people want to have that connection. Cause I think oftentimes, and I think you can relate to this maybe when we were growing up, the idea is just like, especially the old Testament. Oh my goodness. The old Testament. It was just like, Oh, this is so impersonal. This is just names and blah, blah, blah. No one ever gets past Leviticus, that ongoing joke of you, you know, the Bible reading plan, that whole thing that it feels dry and impersonal. Yeah. Um, so I think that's kind of the, the draw of those products is because now it's, Oh, well, I'm in there. God's speaking to me. Like, also, I think that's the draw of a lot of horrible preaching we have these days because now it's about me and my marriage and my problems and my things yeah. and dear God, my, my dear, you know, all of me. <laughs> my, my, my new Jordans, they're scuffed. There's right. a verse for that. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. But I think that's the draw. So when we're talking about, and when I get a lot of, um, I get a lot of questions um, from people about, you know, where do, so let's start here because almost exclusively the questions I get from new believers are where should I start reading the Bible now? Yeah. Now here's the thing. Everyone has a different opinion. I'll tell you mine in a moment, but I'd be interested in yours. Do you want, I'll start. Do you want me to start? You're going to do me after. No, no, I'll start. So here's mine. I tell people, and I get Leviticus a lot of for it. Just get it over with Leviticus. <laughs> like the dad that throws her kid into the, the like the pool. Right. You're gonna learn to swim, yep. kid. Yeah, we're not even using a pool. I'm gonna throw you in the Mississippi River, kid. <laughs> swim. I don't know why yeah. little Jimmy died. The turret wasn't even that strong. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> little Jimmy didn't try. It is, yeah, that was probably didn't try hard enough. I tell people personally. I tell people to start in Luke and then work their way into Acts. I tell them that because, uh, you know, so Luke wrote it all. It's coherent throughout. He's writing it specifically to, uh, so most people that contact me are not Jewish. So he's writing to a Gentile. So it's this idea of, hey, this is what this looks like. Not only do the gospels in Jesus's day, but also into the early church. And this is the record, you know, from the start to this is where we end in the early church. And it's just, for me, it's coherent. I probably tell people that because it was so helpful to me personally. Mm-hmm. Um, but obviously there's lots of people that, I mean, literally when you put that question out here, everybody in the brother has a different opinion on like where yeah. you should start. But that's why I always tell people that. And that's why I tell them that. But Yeah. And I, I think probably the most popular answer to that question would be John. Would you agree to that? Yeah. Like what what I hear most yeah. of the time, if someone has that question, they're like, read John, right? Yep. That's what that's what I hear most of the time. And it's either I, John I'll, or they say start at the beginning of the gospels, go to Revelations, oh, yeah. and then go yeah. to Genesis. Nobody ever says start with Genesis. They always have you start somewhere well, yeah. in the gospels and yeah. <laughs> because if you start with Genesis and you read all the way through the Bible, you're literally maybe gonna get through Genesis. Uh, for most people, like it's you know, it's just you a get lot. To, you get and, haggy eye, and you're like, "What is this? <laughs> when does this and, Jesus guy come along?" And you don't know the whole story yet of the yeah. like the whole storyline of the Bible. So you're starting, and and you're just going, "What even?" And I, I I don't even think I would suggest starting at the Gospels and reading through the New Testament because you don't you probably don't know anything about the different genres of the books. Yeah. The different, you know, this is just a letter. Um, if you're going to do that, then I would absolutely suggest getting online or something and finding a chronological 
uh, way to read the New Testament yep. if you're going to do that, because then you get all of it in context as it's happening. Like a lot of as you're reading through the book of Acts is when you'll get um, insert this letter from Paul, insert this, yeah. you know. Um, There's actually so that, chronological that Bibles now that you can buy yeah. that yeah. have them in yeah. order like that. So, yeah. So I, I probably, so here, I, here's just me being honest. All right. Um, I don't get that question like you do because uh, most of the time I'm not necessarily dealing with new believers mm-hmm. as often. Um, a lot of times the question I get more than that is, um, leads me to like the Bible reading plan, right? Bible in a year or mm-hmm. that sort of stuff, because it's it typically are people who are already, um, believers and are asking, but they're believers who maybe read the Bible once a week or once yeah. a month, you know, like they just don't have that habit, that spiritual discipline, uh, down and, um, but if, if I, uh, so I haven't, I don't think about that a whole lot, mm-hmm. uh, I guess, but if I really like what you said though, because it, it does make the most sense. There are things in John, certainly that, that give good reason why people would go there, right? Yeah. Because John is different than the other three gospels and that you learn a lot about, um, just who Jesus is, yeah. right? Like on a, on a more de- on a deeper level. Um, but, uh, it, after hearing you talk about it, I, I think probably Luke then acts and then you could, uh, do a John to dive deeper into the person of Jesus maybe. Um, but yeah, I, I like the Luke and acts thing. That makes sense because, Dr. Luke wrote both there. Mm-hmm. There's an ending to Luke. And then on purpose, he begins with the ending of Luke in Acts and, and moves forward to the early church. So it, it does give you a good picture as a brand new believer of, of what Jesus came and did, what his life was like, how he lived, what he accomplished, and then how that transferred into the lives of the early church and what that looked like for them. Mm-hmm. So it is a really good good way to put it. So what, um, here's a question I got for you too. And I'll answer this first again, so I don't put you on the spot. But, um, <laughs> so we, we, we grew up very similar and we've talked about that on who knows how many podcasts. Um, and I'm sure I know there was a time for me that there, it, it, it went from like, you know, obligatory, how do you say that? Obligatory. Thank you. My brain seriously does not work in the last week or two. I don't know what's going on. It's I can't early. think of work. I can't think it. Well, it is early, but that, I don't think that has a lot to do with it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it'll be this same way at six o'clock tonight. So I just, just I don't know. All right. But, okay, uh, fair enough. but <laughs> there was a time where it switched from, okay, I have to do this to where now it's, it's, it's built in as part of my day or week. Right. So it's now I want to do this. So I can remember, we we're growing up in youth group. If you were to tell me that you wanted me to read, you know, second Kings chapter 18, 19 and 20, I would have been like, you're insane. And no, I don't think I will be doing that. But mm-hmm. this whole last week going to work, I had that because the way it works for me, I have the days that I work, I have my Bible reading set up 
because my commute is crazy long. So I have my prayer life and my Bible reading all set up in that as far as just the reading part, not the sitting down studying part. Obviously, you can't do that while you're driving, but just the, the, the reading part set up <laughs> where I have it play back to me on my app as I drive so that I can redeem my commute, I call it. Um, so just if you would have told me when I was, you know, we we're in youth group, right? Hey, one of these days you're going to be in your car listening to second Kings 18, 19 and 20, like three days in a row. So you can really dig into it. I would have been like, you're, you're on drugs, right? You need to go to the altar. That's what you need to do. <laughs> uh, so, you need to go rededicate again. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but there was a shift in my life. Uh, it wasn't a sudden one, but it was definitely a slow within just sanctifying it's that sanctification process where now I want to read the word and it's incredibly interesting and enjoyable to me to see what God was doing, how he was working that out in texts that typically when I was younger would have thought were boring and pointless and stupid, um, where there was this shift. So there was this definite shift now to where there's an enjoyment. Cause I think some people, when they talk about reading the Bible, it's this really begrudging sort of, I've got to do that today. And, you know, sort of this, God's going to strike me down if I don't do my devotional time. Whereas really it should be in, a, in the life of a Christian, like this built in discipline, but not only just not discipline for discipline's sake, this, I want to know more about who God is, what he's done, how he works. Right. So you, I don't know if you want to walk through a little bit of that in your life, because that was a, it was a really slow shift for me, but a point now to where like, I want to do that where I'll come home and I'll be like, Hey babe, did you know, like that, you know, in, in this chapter, God did this because in the, the, you know, way back here, he'd already said he was going to do it. And just this almost is a rediscovering. There's so much there that you've read it before, but then you come back to it and you're like, whoa, okay. I totally forgot that. Or I missed that the first time or, you know, yeah, it is. It is amazing how um, you literally can read scripture over and over and over again. And still, um, I know people say this, it's cliche at this point, but like you, you read that story the 58th time and you go, Oh my gosh. Right. Like, mm -hmm. duh, I never saw this, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I think that there, I, I will just be honest and say there are still moments in life when, or still days yeah. when I wake up and I like, it's a chore, you know, because mm -hmm. I didn't sleep real good or whatever. And so I'm just, I'd, I'd rather sleep or I'd rather uh, get to the office. And, um, I, I have, I even have a designated chair, a little spot that I go like in my, like behind me right over here uh -huh. that there's a lamp. I shut the, the big lights off in my office and I just sit back here and read scripture. It's your Bible reading and chair. Pray. Yeah. Yeah. It's my old man chair. If I had a pipe, that would be the time. That's where I'd yeah. smoke it. <laughs> if I had, if I had a Spurgeon cigar, um, but, uh, but yeah, so I, I think um, it's easy for me certainly to fall into the trap that, uh, well, I read scripture and study scripture every week cause I preach. That was and my next so, thing I wanted to dive into. Yeah. 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 So, well, we can dive into that in a minute then, but I think, I think some of where we get that and you can tell me if you agree with this from your own experience, but for me, um, I got more interested in reading the story, regardless of where in scripture, when I understood that it was a storyline, like I understood the whole gospel mm -hmm. from beginning to end. I, be, I understood what the whole Bible was saying. And at that point, 
you you have some bearings that you didn't have before you know and and i think when when i began to do devotions we called it or whatever yeah. right when i began to do that that every day or or uh, it 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 is a check in the box at first mm-hmm. you know it's like okay well i guess i'm supposed to do this but you don't actually even understand completely what you're reading yeah like if you're in that second Kings passage, it's just like, what is, who cares? <laughs> yeah. Where does this, I, what fit? is going on? Yeah. But if you understand the overarching, you know, like the whole thing, the whole mm-hmm. story, um, then it just makes it so much more robust. And you're, it's like, you're not coming into the movie, um, you know, halfway through or at this point at, at thinking about it like this, if you've seen the whole movie before, um, or you know the entire movie, even if maybe you haven't seen it, but you know of the entire movie, and you watch one scene, at least you understand what that scene is about, you know, um, rather than just watching one scene of a movie and going, huh, and scratching your head, right? Like, yeah, I don't understand why they're doing that. So, yeah, it, it it's, and if you just read, this is another reason, don't just start at Genesis and go to Revelation, because if you just do that and you don't know the whole story yet, you don't know what the whole point of the Bible is, the big climax and the, you know, like if you don't know that stuff, then it is just going to seem like, what is this even about? Mm-hmm. Um, because there are so many different genres. If if you're going to start uh, and end, I would recommend at least at some point in your life doing a chronological uh, reading of the Bible um, yeah. because it really does help you fit like fit it all together. But yeah, so I don't totally, know if that once you know the whole story, it's like yeah, it's, it makes it more. Well, I totally agree more. because then you understand. Like, so I think oftentimes, and I know definitely growing up, there I had no concept that so much of what was going on, especially in the Old Testament, was overlapping with other things happening, right? Yeah. Um, that there's there's many books in the Bible that while this thing is happening, there's the other book that is also somewhere else in the Old Testament is actually happening at the same time. But when you read it, you don't know that. Like you don't right. get that idea. Um, which is why I think that again, having obviously a chronological Bible, not being your sole one, but a good reference and resource to see, oh, this is where all of this comes in line. So, and understanding, because like you said, I think when you understand that it's God's overarching plan to redeem humanity, bring people to himself and all of the intricate parts that play into that, it becomes so much more interesting uh, and understandable. <clears throat> so even the, the, the devotional we do with the kids every night, it's in chronological order and it does jump back and forth. So we'll be, we're in, we've worked all the way up so far to uh, now we are in the story of Joseph and going through all of what's happened to Joseph. But way before that, it's, it's built in such a way that you understand, you know, Joseph was from Jacob and Jacob, you know, I mean, it goes all the way back through the whole story. So you can see where yeah. all of these things are tying together and it, there's uh, some nights that we do it that actually pushes you forward into the prophets or into the Psalms or even to the New Testament sometimes to show how all of these things connect together. And it's not just this little story over here, which is, again, why I think when you understand the Bible that way, a whole lot more opens up than just your Bible reading time. You understand, yeah. for example, for when, when, you, when you hear a sermon and someone's preaching on Jacob, you understand this is not just an isolated event at all. This is part of a way bigger picture. 
And yeah. when they try to make Jacob about you, you go, well, hold on. That's not at all what this is about. This, J- this promise to Jacob isn't like, I am blessed through this promise, but this promise isn't my promise. Like, it's just, it's amazing. When you see the overarching idea of what's happened, what God is doing, how he's speaking, interacting with people, what's happening there. Um, not only does it open your Bible reading time, you, you, you just understand the characteristic of who God is more. Um, that brings sermon more alive for you. Things you, you recognize things that are being said. Um, I totally agree with you. Whenever you, you see and you understand this, this overarching thing, you go, this is way bigger. <laughs> this is way bigger than I thought it was. Mm-hmm. Um, and just how much more it plays into everything. Uh, as far as just interacting, just you interacting with scripture and seeing how it's applicable and God's characteristics and all of that opens way more up. So yeah, no, I totally agree. Yeah. Um, now the one thing, cause I don't know how many pastors we have listening, but I think it's something that's not talked about a lot with pastors is that I know, for example, the weeks that I, I only preach one Sunday a month. So I'm, I get it easy. I'm lucky. Um, because those weeks I have to be deliberate to be like, it's super easy to be like, well, this sermon prep will just be my Bible study time. This will just be my devotion. Cause I'm already here. Why, like, why do I need to do something else? Um, yeah. I can see how that would be a huge struggle, uh, especially for pastors to say, well, I'm already in this scripture. So this is good enough. Like uh, I know you talk to a lot of other pastors too. I don't know if this ever comes up, but like what, just to give for those that maybe that are pastors some hope and those that are looking in that aren't pastors, like kind of into that space where, you know, so they can kind of maybe understand their pastor a bit better. So, yeah. I, and I think it, it doesn't need even to be. Um, uh, I, so it, what, what we're talking about right now is um, maybe specific to someone who has to preach. And so you're studying, but this is like, um, if, if you're reading through, uh, or part of a Bible study every week, um, sometimes, sometimes other mm-hmm. s- extracurricular stuff like that, like, uh, I'm part of a Bible study or I'm reading through this book. So-and-so has, that's a devotional kind of growing and you can treat that like it's the same thing. Um, and man, it's just not, it's not the same thing. And I think so. Um, it is easy for me to fall into that trap specifically uh, as because I, I do, I preach, I probably every, I don't know, sixth or eighth week or something uh, there, somebody, we have a guest preacher or one of the elders preaches or something like that. Um, and, uh, but most of the time I'm preaching next week or whatever. Right. So Um, and, and it does, it's easy to fall into that trap and go, well, I'm studying this really deeply. And I am as, as I'm preparing to preach, I'm absolutely going through, I'm just going through the conviction and the, the, um, you know, God slapping you in the face and going, wake up, you know, I'm just going through all this stuff a week earlier than the congregation. That's all that's happening. I mean, it really is. Um, so yeah, I do get devotion like stuff from preparing to preach, but, um, it's also not the same. It's just not uh, the same thing. So for me, I have to be, um, intentional and I have to have specific set aside time to do that. Um, and I have to stick to it. It, it is just a, a will thing. Like I have to make sure that, um, that I'm doing that and, uh, that's why I have the designated spot that I have. I mean, I have it set up on purpose so that 
most of the time, unless I have to come here and start uh, recording podcasts at 5.30 in the morning. Um, <laughs> but, but most of the time, like that's, that's what I do. That's the first thing that I do. I come here. It, it, so we have elder meeting every Monday morning at six o'clock. Uh, and, and that's a wonderful time, right? Like we have a, a, a group of elders that get along. Like we all kind of see eye to eye on, on the important stuff and all of that. Right. Um, so it's, it's an uplifting thing. It's never like people arguing in something you have to dread. Yeah. Uh, but I still get here like 30 or 40 minutes before that. Um, sometimes I get here around five o'clock mm-hmm. and um, I, I show up and I start, uh, maybe I don't get through my whole devotion time before that, but I already start doing that kind of a thing yeah. because it just, I, and I have to do it at the beginning of the day. I know some people do it at the end and it's just easier for them in the way that their day flows. But for me, it helps so much because I'm starting my day um, with an attitude check with a um, it's not about you check uh, all of the stuff that, that you gain from that. Um, so, and I actually also, I'm a pastor and I follow a a specific Bible reading plan, um, to get through the Bible in a year. Uh, and that changes sometimes, but I always have a plan of some sort. One of the worst things you can do is say, I'm going to start reading the Bible more often and then just open it and flip and point to something and go, (laughs) okay, I'm going to read, uh, you know, Mm -hmm. Galatians today. And it's just, it doesn't work. You're going to quit doing it in three days, you know, but yeah. Well, and I think that's, so, I mean, really what, I think what's beneficial for everybody in that is that two things you said, one, it's, um, it's a habit. Like it, it is, we, as human beings, regardless of who you are, if you don't put something down as a habit, you, you're not going to do it. Like you have to have it built into yeah. your day. And two, I think like you, what you said is that if you know, you have something like a podcast, I'm sorry, I, inter- I made you get up. <laughs> no, <it's okay>. uh, <laughs> if, if you have, if you have something that you know is going to interrupt that flow, right? So for example, we both have kids. If I am not up before my kids doing something, doing that thing, whatever it is, is going to be a thousand times harder to do after they wake up. So it's impossible, impossible for me. Yeah. So I mean, if you know that there is going to be something in your day that is going to interrupt it, you have to be diligent enough to get up and do it before that those things happen. Which, I mean, that's why, for example, when, when I'm in my car, I have the Bible, because that is one of the few times in my day that I have, that I am by myself, that nothing else can interrupt me, and that literally I can't be on my phone <laughs> because I'm driving. So there's, there's such few distractions there that for me, that is a, a perfect built-in time of my day that you could be doing, I could be doing other things, but I purposely have put that aside. So, I mean, you really have to be aware of your day, aware of what's going to happen during your day as much as possible. Those kids are going to wake up eventually. So, you know, get up before them. And I know that that sounds like, again, it's going to be inconvenient at first, right? Waking up before your kids an hour ahead doesn't sound like a great time because you're like, well, yeah, but I can also sleep. Like, it's just the idea of, you know, building that into your day, not only as a pastor, but also as, you know, just every, every, everybody has stuff, right? You have a job that, you know, you have to be at at seven, you're going to get up at six. Why not get up at five 30, right? And just spend that extra time. So, um, I think the largest part about it, if I had two takeaways to kind of end this a bit with is that one, you're going to have to deliberately build it into your day. And two, 
you have to understand that it's not like, like you said, you, it's going to be this begrudging thing until you understand what scripture is and fall in love with scripture. Like if you, if you think that it's just, you know, pick me up lines that will help you get through the day. Well, you're missing the overarching point here. Um, and you're going to stop. Uh, but if you understand the fuller picture of the gospel, you're in love with the word, you know, what, you know, that it speaks of God and who he is and what he's done and what he can do, um, and what he's going to do, then like that changes how you read it and why you read it. And it gives you that motivation, at least for me, it gives me that motivation to be like, I'm going to set this aside, this time aside deliberately for that. Um, so that I can make, make room in my day for that. Yeah. And I think, um, so a couple of things that we've uh, sort of flown by at, that you can assume from our conversation, but that we haven't directly said is um, Bible reading doesn't necessarily mean reading all the time. It can mean listening. Oh, yeah. Right. And, and, uh, and that's super helpful. Some people, it's just a struggle, right. To maybe you have that commute, right. And, and it's hard. I to cannot find, sit down and read. Know, it is so hard to read. <laughs> Right. And so, um, and I, I know some people will feel guilty about that or something. Don't, right? Like that's how the entire early church read the Bible. They heard people heard read these letters from Paul. They heard people read the, the scriptures from old, you know, like most people in the early church weren't like super literate people who like went home and sat behind their desk and read for a while. Like it just, that's not reality. So don't feel guilty about um, uh, listening to the scriptures. In fact, sometimes the most, uh, the way that I get the most from reading scripture is from reading it and listening to it at the same time. Uh, so that's, that's a thing that I do sometimes. Um, two, um, uh, if, if I had one thing to take away from this or to, uh, one thing to yell out to people who are listening or watching, it would be, um, to use a Bible reading plan. It's, mm -hmm. it's, uh, it's a good place for a new believer to start with, you know, like Luke or Acts or whatever, but that's not going to take real long. Right. Especially if you're listening to it, honestly, yeah, I mean, that's no, like, that, that doesn't take long at all. You so, can knock that out in an afternoon. Right. <laughs> like a whole, so like have a day. Have a Bible reading plan, um, and uh, um, where do you find that? But like almost every Bible reading app that you mm -hmm. have on your phone has some sort of plan. There's um, if you're if you don't know where to start, Bible is, is that's a good app, and they have Bible reading plans, and you can listen to it out loud. There's even this cool one where um, they different people read the different characters of scripture and, uh, it's kind of, kind of cool. Um, and then dwell is another one. Uh, you have to one. have you a have subscription. One, you have to have to, yeah, you have to subscribe to that one. So, uh, it does cost money, but they have a lot of great Bible reading plans. Hey, dwell, uh, hit us up for a sponsorship. Everywhere. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Dwell. Uh, yeah, they have, I think, uh, that when Matt Chandler gives you props, you don't need Michael and Rob to do it, but um, you're just you're yeah. killing the sponsorship yeah. deal. Yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry, sorry. Yeah, um, Matt Chandler's a nobody. Uh, oh, that was bad. All right, uh, but no, I I actually also sent you a leak, Michael, for okay. the one that actually the one that I use this past year. It's called the Five Day Bible Reading Plan, and that actually oh. is helpful because it only accounts for five days a week of doing it. So 
this Bible reading plan assumes that sometimes you're going to be visiting yep. family for the holidays and it's just not going to happen or whatever. So, mm-hmm. um, that, well, and that's helpful. Well, so I know I said I was done, but I will, uh, that's a helpful thing too. <laughs> well, it's helpful because I think sometimes people feel there will be this guilt associated with some people that if they miss a day, they're going to feel horrible. Yeah. This isn't like, if you don't read your Bible one day, it's not like you're doomed to hell. Okay. That's not, I, there, that some people will take it that way that if they miss a day, now there's just this immense amount of guilt associated with that. Yeah. Um, the devotion that I mentioned earlier that we do with our kids every night, it's actually a five day devotional. It's, it's designed that way to, to have a couple days off in between. Now we normally don't take a couple days off because we know that there's going to be some times where I'm exhausted and I'm going to need to go to bed or something came up or my wife has a meeting she's got to get to. Like, I think it needs to be said that it's okay if you miss a couple of days, right? You don't want to make it a habit. You don't want to make it this thing where you just let it spiral down to, I missed one day and now I've missed two weeks. Um, but that's where that reading plan comes into play, where it's built in to where there are days off that it knows that you're going to have to take. So then you just pick up where you left off the next day. But yeah, the way it spirals out of control is if you feel guilty about it. And now you're like, oh no. I mean, just like what we talked about in prayer, it's very easy to attach this sort of guilt to something when it's, it's this, it's this relationship you have with God is why you want to do it in the first place. Right. Um, so you missing a day cause yeah, you know, something came up, not the end of the world. Just don't, I mean, <laughs> you don't want it to be three weeks later and you go, Hey, that one day turned into a month. <laughs> oh no. Um, then, you know, then feel guilty, <laughs> but, uh, that's why those Bible reading plans are so incredibly helpful because they, the nice thing is they do. Some of them have built in, you know, so for example, I don't know which one it has, but there's like, you know, there is a Bible reading plan. I know that it has like a streak, like your 364th day, right? Okay. Well, good for you. (laughs) Not all of us can be straight A students with five stars, but that's the rest of us will take the five day reading. plan. (laughs) So, yeah, there was, there was actually a time that I did a a Bible in 90 days plan, Mm. which was ridiculous. Um, (laughs) I, it's seriously, it was a lot, right? Yeah, I mean, you're you have to read like, so much. Yeah, you're talking about like 15 or more chapters a day. Like it was crazy. Um, but uh, the, in fact, that's one of the main uh, times in my recent life that I did use the read and at, read along as yeah. the as the audio is playing kind of a thing. Um, but that was actually really cool because you see the overarching story. Yeah. Um, pretty, uh, a little better, but, uh, cause you have yeah. to, you're in it. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So there are right. lots and lots, like the plans you can get involved in are endless folks. Yep. So just no download excuse. a Bible app and, and start a plan or, I mean, dude, uh, Google, um, is, uh, you know, at the management level against everything, Jesus, but they, they, if you type into Google, Bible reading plan, again, you're going to come up with so many things, you probably won't know where to start, but there are lots of them. So just pick something and and go for it. Yep. All right, guys. So hopefully that was helpful. Next week, we're going to talk about something a little bit deeper here. Uh, Going to get into discipleship, uh, growing in discipleship, which that's going to entail quite a bit more than the two last two things we've talked about. Um, But anyway, tune in for that. Thank you guys for listening, subscribing, commenting. And uh, 
all the other things you do? I don't know. I'll talk to yeah, you later. Just for being you. Just for being you. You special Thank snowflake. You. <laughs> you unique snowflake. Of a... You missed the Rob Wink. You should watch on YouTube. I'll talk to you guys later. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>